Hello there, and welcome to Harris and Harris Podcasts. So today we thought we'd go back to what we did a few weeks ago, where we had a, a little bit of like a story time kind of thing. And yes, we would so, talk. So, well, this is, well, I'll call this one Story Time 2 Electric Boogaloo. But, Joseph, would you like to give our official title for this one? <laughs> well, well, we don't have an official title, but what we're going to talk about is um, more in depth of the amazingness that is the British cadet. That we yeah. Attend. Yeah, the, the absolute pure genius that happens there and um, why it's probably the absolute worst thing you can ever send. Like, we were not being sent there, but why it's the worst thing you could probably ever send your kids to do in life. Yes. So this is just a couple of uh, well, it's a key moments, key phrases, yeah. uh, key quotes that we have picked up yeah. over our time there. So I, we've been there, what, I've been there four years and you've been about three and a half years, I think, now? Yeah, I, I joined a little bit after you because I wasn't old enough. Yeah, so um, we, we've definitely had our fair share of... Um, uh, truly wonderful experiences in cadets, particularly with the people there and their mass intelligence. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we well, uh, our officer in charge of us—he's a very clever man. I like to think. I'd say he's he's up there among the geniuses of our time. Jeremy yeah. Clarkson, Albert Einstein—you know, geniuses. So the the guy that mentioned in charge, um, the the whole idea of um the authority within cadets, I think, is really amazing because they they all think that a rank within cadets is the equivalent of a real life military rank. So, yes, like, even though they're children, yeah, yeah. So even though they're literal children, they think that if they are a, a sergeant in cadets, that they are are the same rank as a sergeant in the actual like army or air yeah, force and, well and some of them try to do it outside of cadets as well oh yeah it's, it's really amazing like um we we've never had this actually because i mean we obviously don't hang out with the people who go there because we're not yes, that because we have standards yes so um but they we, they've been known at school to um try to shut each other up because um they, they're a higher rank at cadets and they've used that as an excuse of why they're trying to get them to act a certain way and I think the what doing it at cadets is probably one thing but um trying to do that at school or mm. like at Tesco or something yeah that's it's, a little bit as most people would say sad yes so as well as the authority they um they try to instill it's kind of like a modern day Hitler youth, but for the UK, because they well, attempt. These are just these are just our words and our thoughts. Yeah. So they try to instill an undying love and appreciation for the UK, um, and we for we, some reason. Yeah. So they think that the UK is better than literally every other country out there. Now it's probably better than quite a few countries. I will both admit, but I mean, yes, not, since we're first world and not third world. Yeah, it's not the best. So the main thing that they try to talk about is how the Brits are better at winning war. And um, so would you like to um, enlighten us oh, on some of the well, things we've heard about why Brits win wars? Well, this is certainly um, my area of expertise. So <laughs> our officer in charge, he's a very clever man. He said that um, Britain always wins wars because we eat good breakfasts and we're always up and at him. Even though 
Well, he mentioned that France always surrender because they eat the little croissant for breakfast. That is a direct quote from him. No lie. <laughs> With accent. I do. I do remember recall him using the accent as well. Yes, the accent was very much burned into my memory. But like German than French because he just doesn't know yeah. what most. But uh, uh, if if he did just a little Google search, just a little Google search, <laughs> um, he would find out out of the 168 battles. France's fought since 387 BC. They have won 109, lost 49, and drawn 10, making France the most successful military power in European history, and therefore in the world. But it's not like they've got um, much competition with other countries, given the, the people at Cadet also um, think Belgium is a state and not a country. Um, it's probably one of the the better quotes, definitely, that Belgium is in fact a state, despite the fact it has a monarchy and is a fully sovereign nation. But they, they wouldn't know that. Yes, no. And he also said that Napoleon was Italian. Yes. So, you know, he really does, for a man who claims, and the other people there who claim to know so much about military history, it's really good to see that they actually know what they're talking yes. about and the trustworthy sources. And when he, well, Andy, when he does say that uh, France is a bunch of surrender monkeys, uh, he did. He did fail to mention that Napoleon won sixty battles. Well, he won fifty-two battles. Over, he won fifty-two out of sixty. While the Duke of uh, Wellington, who he said is one of the greatest generals ever, he um he he uh, ultimately was in twenty-four major battles, if that. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's probably they're probably not the best at actually knowing what they're speaking about. But I mean that is evident when you have such um, amazing quotes as "My wife is from Northern Ireland, and I have to keep an eye on an eye on her in case she blows me up." Um, yeah, that's, that's one of his amazing, amazing quotes. Or a similar kind of quote, but for his um, best friend, and it's "My best friend is called Mohammed, and I'm worried he may try to blow me up." You can see a theme with his jokes. Yeah. They seem to all be quite terrorist-based. Yeah, I do remember, though, like, um, I did, back when the Hitler Youth was a thing, didn't they try and instill about the fact that Jews were these evil, evil people who couldn't be trusted? Oh, yes. And, and that, he's doing that. And black people. Yeah. And Southern Europeans. And everyone who and didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes, basically. Or wasn't Japanese. Yeah. So, um, and I do recognise a kind of recurring theme that there um, It's not just him as well. I, there's more people within cadets all seem to be very, like, anti-Muslim and anti-Northern Irish. It's, it's a little bit worrying. Yes, that you know, the uh, occasional, um, ho-ho, raghead joke. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like they appreciate or um, care about the people within their country either. Because when we were out on um, a little, uh, we were out at a, a cadet camp, and I, I can't remember, I think it was at um, Lucas down beside Dundee. And we were doing, like, field work activities, like, you know, like, setting up, like, emergency shelters, outdoor cookings, st- all stuff like that. And I was complaining that I literally couldn't breathe. So, I mean, the temperature was, like, minus five outside. It was, like, the middle of, like, October. Honestly, it was freezing. I couldn't breathe because I suffered from a a heart and lung condition, right? And he turned round to me and my condition, just for context, is known as tracheomalacia. And he turned round to me and goes, ooh, you got tracheomalacia and um, and then proceeded to turn round to a man, there was an army like exercise going on 
and they was like, see that man over there? He's a real hero, unlike you, Joseph, when the man had pretended to be shot for the purposes of the exercise. <laughs> yes, now, that's not saying that he doesn't do his bits, but that's just saying he's completely disregarding Joseph's inability to breathe. Yes. In Yes, uh, well, I'm calling it... Trachea Malachia, and I can attest to this since I was there and witnessed it. And so were several other people, and he just walked away quite happy to him to himself. You know, he's you know just a little <laughs> skipping his step. It's very, they're all very happy when they do it, but um, yeah. So literally, I couldn't breathe, and was um called um I referred to as not being. I mean, I don't care about being a true hero. I mean, I'm in cadets. Like, who cares? Okay, would you care what that man said about you? Yeah, but the fact that that man was apparently a real hero and um, I was just a bit of a failure. But, I mean, I don't know how I can be a failure when one of the um, members of Cadets has... Um, this was another experience we had, what I had, that we were clay pigeon shooting. So, obviously, with shotguns and uh, shooting clay pigeons. And I was stood there with a loaded shotgun pointed towards the area that the clay pigeons would be flying. And he was standing there after he had, uh, you know, loaded the weapon and everything... And then he walked, proceeded to walk in front of the loaded shotgun down the barrel of the gun and told me specifically not to move, despite the fact my finger was on the trigger and he was looking down the barrel of a loaded shotgun. To, quote, check if it was loaded, because he couldn't remember if he put shells in. Literally three seconds before. So, like, <laughs> Joseph, we've all done that, you know, walk into a room and then forget what you were meant to be doing. It's a bit different, though, I think, when you load a gun. And yeah, it's a bit different when you... Uh, yeah, it's a bit different when you look down a barrel of a gun that could pretty much scatter your brains all over where we were. Yeah, he told me specifically not to move. Like, if I had just, like, heard a bang in the distance and flinched, like, he was dead. Like, yeah, they're not, not the smartest. But, I mean, it's not just the extra activities we do that they're... Um, that amazing things happen at so there's such as fun activities so there's a we have to oh, yes, they, yes they did add, they add, well in the thing they advertise fun activities even though for a solid what six weeks we played hangman every time we were there yeah so we're there two days two days a week monday and thursday for two and a half hours at a time even though it's more like three hours because they make you stay out behind afterwards but we'll get on time for some reason because he just fannies about in the office yep so we um yeah they for six oh, yeah. weeks well, straight. Well, Joseph and I, yeah, Joseph and I have come up with the perfect way to get out of playing Hangman every day. Uh, so we say we'll get the two. The thing they are absolutely in love with doing at Cadet is cleaning. Like the building will be cleaned on a Monday, and they'll want it done again on a Thursday because apparently if a speck of dust is seen, that the world's going to explode. So what we say is. We will go clean. Yeah, and and the thing is, we, and then we go up, and then we go upstairs. You bring your phone and we watch Ratatouille. Yeah, we we did that one. That that was a, that was a great experience. So we just go and sit. That was actually a great popcorn. night. I grabbed a thing of popcorn. It was amazing. Or we just go and sit on TikTok or something. Just hide away, because I think yeah. they believe it. Like we we've been saying this for well over like a year and a half now. And the thing is, yeah, probably closer to about two and a half years. And they had it at this point. They still think that we're going and cleaning, and they they haven't realised that that's not at all what we're doing. We're just hiding in a room and like going on our phones. Like, if we cleaned as much as we said we did, everything would be, like, chrome. We, we would literally be removing, like, layers of the atoms from the wall at that point if we cleaned that much. Yeah, we'd split the atom. Yeah, exactly. We would have developed nuclear fission at this point, yeah. So, um, 
yeah so it's and they we do that's to get out of such fun activities as cadet exams yes which are which uh one of our well, what is he now, Joseph? Uh, sergeant or a flight sergeant, something like that. I don't know, flight sergeant. Yes, sergeant. yes. but he said to us at one occasion. No, he said to us at one occasion, cadet exams are more important than real exams. So this was about last year. I think it was about March or April time. So literally just before our national five exams. And they sat and he sat, stood there and told us we should be revising for these cadet exams at home because they were more important than our actual school exams. And the thing that got me most was he said it with a straight face. Yeah. And it was fully serious. Like I thought it was a joke at first, but no, I found out that he also goes home and revises cadet exams. Well, I mean, there isn't much of a chance in normal exams. He doesn't strike me as the intellect. I, and most people who go to cadets aren't really. I mean, there are a few, but the people who do tend to be more like us. Not that, not that we're, like, incredibly smart or anything, but just, like, they tend to realise and have common sense that cadets is a bit stupid. Yes, it, like, they can, they have the sense to go, wait, this is dumb. Yeah, I mean, the common sense they have there is like, this was probably about three years ago back when like you first started. We were, so Cadet is meant to finish at what, half nine at night. And it was already yeah. 10 to 10. And we were trying to leave. And then we were told by one of the sergeants in charge. That we had to stay back and clean, even though we lived the furthest away and we were already way behind. Yeah, we were twenty minutes late. We had school the next day, and we we live the we are the two people who live furthest away from the cadets. People who literally live around the corner from the cadet halls were allowed to go, but no, no, we had to stay behind and clean. Huh? Yeah, but what, I think we just ended up kind of going uh, lol. Uh, yeah, I think we just kind of just said no because we weren't doing it because we didn't. Yeah, we kind of just we kind of just said our point like yeah, we live the furthest away, and my dad's been waiting for us for like half an hour. Yeah, he's, he's probably his dad's probably not happy when he has to wait for us to pick us up when we're running like twenty minutes late already. Yes, I think I think it's more polite if you get the people who take five minutes to walk home. Yeah. And make them do it and, you know, let us go home. Yeah. So as well as that, we do stuff like um, an exciting meal we had at last Christmas. Um, Which, and- honestly, it, it was just the worst thing ever. It was a Christmas meal. Yeah. And um, it was horrible. So we all had to show up in our cadet trousers and with, um, what was it, a, a school shirt. So a plain white shirt mm-hmm. and a bow tie. Just... And for some reason, I couldn't wear my full suit for some reason. They wouldn't let you wear anything that wasn't a bow tie. No, I I put on a blue and black bow tie. It was blue in the middle with a black outside. And I got told to take it off because it wasn't full black. Exactly. But yeah, it's not not the greatest. But when we eventually got to eat, I mean, we had we showed up at what like seven yeah, that, o'clock. That place had no heating. Yeah, so it was a massive old castle. We showed up at like seven o'clock, and we were forced to go on a ghost tour before we got to actually even eat. Um, by a, and it was run by a German lady who we couldn't actually understand. So it, it it meant it wasn't even like in the slightest bit scary because it was just a woman speaking a foreign language and we didn't understand the word. Yeah, and taking us through all these rooms, like, in this room, I once heard someone whispering to me. <laughs> yeah, we, we really didn't understand what she was saying, so it kind of ruined it. But, I mean, 
it was setting. It was a ghost tour, Joseph. What did you expect? Yeah, I mean, it was it was setting the bar low for the meal that was to come as well, because yeah, they gave us it was what terrible soup as a first course. Um, yeah, I think some dodgy chicken. No, yeah, it was some roast chicken and like I think it was it pretty was, much it was, it was roast so chicken, dry. Dry, I, yeah, dry roast chicken, watery gravy, and dry potatoes, dry potatoes, and just stuffing. And there was like Brussels sprouts. How that was could the, the chicken still? Thing. How could the chicken still be dry even after I drowned it in gravy? Exactly. And then for the. Uh, me like for the dessert we had a, an astonishingly terrible sticky toffee pudding but they forgot the toffee yeah. and replaced it with water yes it was basically just sticky water top pudding yeah it, it was it was horrible it just water pudding basically yeah it, it actually is it, it it sums up perfectly our experiences with cadets Oh, and, um, well, also another thing from the meal, the seating plan. Oh, yeah. So they have a reoccurring theme of like, liking to split the, um, people who are friends up because you can't show an ounce of emotion at cadets. So they um, essentially made a seating plan so that uh, the big table was like a big U shape. And they made a seating plan specifically to split me and Harris up and two of the girls that are best friends. So they made a seating plan to split us up because we couldn't be seen talking during a meal. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we could talk. It's just that no one dared to talk because we were all too. Like, it was on it. Like honestly, I, a Mexican standoff is less tense. Yeah, I, it was hard. And thing is, the meals like there was like a half an hour wait between each course. So like we were kind of yeah. So yeah. I could. Yeah, I couldn't even talk to anyone. Like, all I could, all, all me and Joseph did was just look at each other, like, what the hell? Trying to give on? hand signals, like, to just keep ourselves entertained. No, I, did, no, I tried to make hand signals, like, let's go, let's, like, pretend to go to the toilet. I think, so we yeah, we did, we did that as well during um, the Christmas meal, which is something we do at Cadets quite a lot as well as saying. Oh, yeah, and, we ra- and they ran out of water to give us oh, somehow. Yeah, that was great. The castle literally ran out of water, you know? I mean, yeah, they literally. Like there was like a jug of water between like ten people. Uh, yeah, it was great. So we literally, and then it was mostly like black currant juice, which was just. Uh... So we went and just hid in the toilets, and me and you just sat on it, like stayed in our phones. And there was a big mirror in the bathroom, and so we. Oh yeah, we did some amazing mirror photos yeah, with panorama photos where you like do you picture yourself laughing at yourself in the mirror, then turn it around and look at yourself crying. Yeah, that that was our like, honestly, for the night. I. I had more fun doing those panorama photos than I did that entire ghost tour. I had more fun doing those panorama photos than anything I've ever done in Cadets. Yeah, we just had a great time. Like like when we were on the um, Royalist ship, for a a few things, like getting to go flying and shooting, like apart from those, like I think that's probably the most fun we've ever actually had. Yeah. Yeah, the panorama mirror photos, and then above that is the flying and the ship. Yeah. But it, it does explain perfectly why it's a bit of a terrible organisation, though. Yes, and why if anyone listening to this, you know, one day might decide to have children, we would highly recommend no. <laughs> don't don't, send, don't them. send them. Don't there. let them go to cadets. No, unless you want them to get bullied. Yes. Uh, anyway, no. that's probably all we have time for. Yeah, that's all the time we have for Harris and Harris podcast. So, Now, we hope you have enjoyed... <laughs> And uh, I hope to see you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye.